Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hosted on dimlywit.com. I'm Alex. And I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed with the Best. We're two New York City gals who are bringing you the best of the best of all things beauty, wellness, and inspirational women. We've tried it all and can't wait to tell you what's worth obsessing over. Join us each week as we share our favorite products and trends and chat with leading female founders and experts. Welcome to Obsessed Obsessed with with the Best with with Alex and and Tina. Tina. Today, I'm sitting down with the incredible Sadie Kurzban. She is the founder of the famous dance cardio workout 305 Fitness. 305 Fitness has studios in New York City and in DC, and you can also work out with 305 Fitness virtually from wherever you are. It is the most fun, joyful dance cardio workout you will ever do. It is one of my favorite workouts of all time. It's something that I truly look forward to. I have a ball. So I'm so excited to chat with Sadie today. Please welcome Sadie. So Sadie, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. I'm so happy to be here, Alex. I'm so happy you're here. So anyone who knows me knows that 305 is my favorite workout. I love it so much. I invite all my friends every time I go. I am always talking about it. I invited my mom one time when she came to New York City. Yeah. She came to visit New York City. I invited my mom. And now every time she comes back, she's like, can we do that thing? Can we do that 305 again? Like she just it's so fun. A ball. It's so, so cute. It's like, so, can we do that thing? It's young people dancing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, can we do that fun dancing thing? Um, so I have to tell you how I was even introduced. So shout out to my friend Andrea, who took me to a 305 class back in like, I oh. would say like it was like 2012 or 2013 when it was still a pop-up. Wow. Yeah. And then I thought it was so fun and cool. I kind of lost track of it a little. And then pre-pandemic, I was invited to a Six Degrees Society event. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That was fun. Yes. And it was at the old 57th Street Studio and you taught a mini class. Yes. There was a talk back and I just thought, first of all, this gal is so smart and well-smoken and generous with her time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. And then I also thought, what a great teacher and how fun. And so then it kind of came back into my life. So it's the best class. I can't wait to get into all of it, how you even started it. But first, you grew up in Miami. And I want to hear a little bit about you and your childhood and how you grew up. Growing up in Miami, you must have been a very specific experience. So what the heck was that like? Sure. Yeah. So I did <laughs> grow up in Miami. That's the 305 area code. And I grew up with four uh, four siblings. So three older sisters and a little brother. Uh, my grandmother lived with us. My parents lived with us. Uh, we had dogs. We had a pool. It was a very fast-paced, chaotic house, as you can imagine. Um there's a ton of Latin influence in Miami as well. So I'm half Cuban and half Jewish. And I grew up with a lot of female influence around me with my older sisters, my mom, my grandmother, just a lot of feminine energy in the house. And one of the things I learned as I was growing up was 
just this this desire to look good for men, you know, to keep your man, to find your man. Um, and so that was all wrapped up for me with body image. And that's how I first found out about fitness and started to consume fitness was at a very young age, like fifth grade, counting my calories in secret, working out, trying to change and manipulate my body, weighing and measuring myself, just very focused on how I could control my body so that I could get a boyfriend so that I could be happy. I thought that that was the formula. So fast forward to probably, you know, college years, a little bit after that. And this is what I'm teaching fitness classes and really learning to use fitness as a tool of empowerment instead of as a tool of shrinking or contraction or, you know, uh, hiding. So this is why I named it 305 is because of my childhood experience growing up in Miami, such a self-conscious, looks-conscious place with so much machismo sort of Latin culture around, you know, the paranoia and the competition between women often. Uh, And I I just wanted to create a place that was primarily for women and people from all walks of life to enjoy themselves, have fun moving their bodies, dance, connect, heal. Right. And how do you feel like you have brought kind of your multicultural background into 305? I mean, I have my own idea because I feel like I see it and I feel it when I'm in class, but I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear from you. Well, I'm not so sure. I think um, Miami's a very, it really is a melting pot. And interestingly about Miami is it's maybe the only American city where immigrants aren't uh, the working class you know, people that you see serving everybody else. Immigrants are the ones who built the city. They're the people that are in power. They're the people that are in charge. Um, So I just had a a perspective that, you know, people, Haitian people, Cuban people, Puerto Rican people uh, were very powerful. And there was a lot of possibility, you know, when when it comes to diversity. So I think maybe from the get-go, I just hired a really well-rounded group of people. Diversity was important to me when it came to to hiring trainers. And um, one of the results of that has just been that I think we create a really safe environment for a lot of different people. I think that people really can come to these classes and feel free that they're not judged. And that was important as well. So how I think essentially my multicultural background influences my leadership is just that actually proactively trying to make the company diverse because I see it as, as a super asset to us being able to connect with as many people as possible. Yeah. I definitely have invited friends who I know have not felt comfortable in other fitness classes two three hundred five because I know, I knew that they would feel comfortable and okay and safe at a three hundred five class. Yeah. So I also love the teachers, that is something, you know, it's not all skinny white ladies. Like I'm just going to be really real. You know what I mean? Which we, we see in a lot of, a lot of the fitness industry. So we see all backgrounds, all skin colors, all body types in the instructors, mm-hmm. which I think is so cool for people to see themselves reflected back in the instructors. So how can you talk about a little bit how you do pick your teachers? Well, all of our instructors are for the most part dancers. Um, And early on, it was, you know, an open casting call on Broadway and on Craigslist and really just 
met these strangers and I would identify people that I just had the right charisma and energy and soul and generosity of spirit and trained them in this format. And the training program has grown a lot since then. But that really is the basics is finding people who, yes, have like some dance talent and can move rhythmically. But the most important thing really is a generosity of spirit, a, a playfulness, an attitude towards the world that's very positive. You know, people who don't want to just be up on stage and be seen and be the best and um, use their body as billboards, but instead people who just are genuinely committed to connecting on a deeper level. Yeah. You, I mean, you really feel that energy in a class. So I'm interested in your fitness background. I heard you say on another podcast that you did not have a dance background, which shocked me because you're such a good dancer. That's so So how did you end up starting a dance-based fitness business as opposed to spinning or CrossFit or, you know, whatever it was? Well, I love all of the modalities out there, but dancing I'm particular, you know, towards because you never get bored doing it. There are so many possibilities when it comes to dance. You think about something like cycling and there's just a couple of key positions. You can get out of the saddle, you can sit down, you can increase the resistance, you can lean forward. Um, and certainly brands have made it more fun, you know, by dancing to the beat on your bike, but even that, right. It's like dancing on your bike. So <laughs> dance has, you couldn't even, we could spend hours listing all the names of dance moves that are out there from all these different backgrounds around the world. And I thought that it would just be so interesting to have this format that never feels the same. And that's exactly what 305 is. No two classes ever feel the same. So even though you can understand the basic flow of a class and you know generally you're going to get a certain level of a cardio workout, you know, you never feel like you're on autopilot. And I think for people right now, that's especially important with our fatigue, with our boredom, with our restlessness is to just be really present and be focused on getting that next step right. Um, and just, yeah, to feel like there's always innovation, always like something new, a new dance, something new to look forward to. It's so good for your brain. And when I invite people or when someone's like, what's dance cardio? You know, I always talk about brain health because first of all, you put your phone in a locker. So you can't be like, you know, looking at your phone. And then you also have to be paying attention. Like you have to pay attention. So then your mind can't really wander. Mm -hmm. But can you talk a little bit more about what are the benefits of a dance cardio type workout? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, of course, it's great for your heart and for your lungs. Of course, it's great for your muscular endurance and your coordination. But yes, speaking of brain health, dance has been shown in a number of studies now to beat running, Sudoku puzzles, other forms of exercise when it comes to offsetting dementia. Um, they believe that, you know, in scans of, of aging brains that people who dance, they have uh, more white matter in their brain. Like there's just some really interesting newer studies about how dance can really improve the the longevity of your brain and offset Alzheimer's or, you know, just prevent it from, from uh, speeding up. So they don't really know why that is, but they think that it's just because neurologically it's so demanding on your body to have to think about my right hand goes up and my left foot goes down and then I twist to the right, you know, it's really moving your body in a way that isn't monotonous and rigid and testing the limits of your brain. 
And of course, just the spirit of dance is very connected. So psychologically, it's it's hard to be frowning or be pouting. You're it's hard not to laugh at yourself. It's hard not to smile when you look at someone in the mirror. You know, it's it's just a good time. It's a good time. It is. It's hard not to. It's something. This class is something you cannot take too seriously because absolutely. You just so you're laughing. You're looking at other people laughing. You're making friends and. I find it so freeing. So I grew up taking ballet and I find it so freeing to, I I grew up taking ballet in fluorescent lights, very serious, looking at the mirror, like in my point shoes. So I find 305 so freeing because the lights Mm. are dimmed. It's not about being perfect. It's about where you are that day. It's free. It's Mm. about having fun. I mean, I just love it so much. So Can you talk a little bit about the structure of the class and how you came up with it and what makes it special? Because there's a lot of dance cardio. We have Amanda Klutz, we have Tracy Anderson, we have Body by Simone, and 305 is just different. It's different. It's a different vibe. You have a live DJ. It's a little bit of a different structure. So I'd love for you to take us through kind of the structure of the class and how you came up with it. Sure. It's a 45-minute structure. Every class starts with a warm-up. Every class has a section that's choreography, uh, whereby we basically as instructors have a a long list of choreography that's in rotation at any given moment. And in a given class, the DJ may play 10% of those songs in a different order. So that's part of why class always feels different. It's not just a playlist. We have a toning section. We have a sprint section. uh, There's a section called the breakdown where we put different moves together in a sequence. And then there's the cool down. So there's probably five or six sections. Most of it is cardio. How it's different than other dance cardio is I would describe it as uh, probably a little bit more accessible in terms of easy to just pick it up and follow along. It's less choreography dependent, even though I just mentioned choreo. Um, So it's less about song by song choreography. You memorize it over time. It's more about easy to follow repetitive moves. Um, we do things in patterns instead of sequences, which means like you'll do a V-step and a jumping jack and then a V-step and a jumping jack and a V-step and a jumping jack. A sequence might be something that you see in other dance cardio formats where you'll learn moves A through Z. And by the end of the class, you put it all together in one big dance. So that's a little bit how I would compare and contrast us with other dance formats. Um, is that this really was 305. I created it with the intention of, of helping non-dancers just like me learn how to dance. So can you talk a little bit, because you mentioned the V-step, there are certain kind of like landmarks of choreo that are in every class, even though every teacher has their own style. So how did you come up with the style of dance, like without the dance background? Like what were you, were you researching? Were you influenced by a specific type of cultures, dance, like what, how did you first come up with it? So, yeah, so I was teaching Zumba classes in college. Oh, okay. Um, That is how I first got into it. And I said this earlier that I was really like a gym rat as a way to manipulate my body. And that's how I first found Zumba. It was offered at my gym in high school growing up. And it was this really magnetic teacher and she was really fun. And she would pull me up to the front of the room. And then I thought it would be so cool if I got certified in this. So I brought it to college and I was, I was teaching these classes and then just over time and evolution and always wanting to, to grow myself, I would listen to the feedback of people in class. And, you know, they would say, we want less Latin music, or can you make it a little harder? Can you do more cardio? So we would come up with dances together, basically, and evolve the format. And, and then we added the live DJ component. And that was like a whole other element. So 
through a lot of surprises and twists and turns, it ended up being the format that it is today. But the seed of it, the genesis was me as a Zumba instructor. That's so cool. We are supported by Ombre Lab. Are you struggling with bloating, moodiness, constipation, weight gain, or acne, and you just can't figure out why? Well, the answer could literally be in your gut. Your gut contains trillions of bacteria, both good and bad. And when your body doesn't have enough good bacteria, the bad bacteria flourishes. And when this happens, it can cause all kinds of symptoms. Ombre Lab makes it really easy to check on your gut health by offering an at-home test that can measure your bacteria levels. The test will ship right to your door with easy-to-follow instructions. And then when you get your results, they'll give you a detailed breakdown of your gut bacteria let you know what foods to eat more or less of, plus send you personalized probiotics to heal your gut with a subscription. I did this at-home test. It could not have been easier. So if you want to start feeling better, visit ombrelab.com and enter code OBSESSED at checkout for $30 off your first at-home test. That's ombrelab.com with code OBSESSED at checkout for $30 off your first test. For more information, just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode. Thank you to Ombre Lab for sponsoring this podcast. So guys, Tina and I love therapy. We have weekly FaceTime therapy sessions, and it's what gives us the tools to help us through all the things that come up in life, relationship, career issues, self-esteem building, learning boundaries, you name it. So BetterHelp offers easy, accessible, and affordable affordable virtual therapy options. So first of all, finding a therapist can be really daunting. And with BetterHelp, you don't have to do any of the research because they will do that work for you and they'll match you with a therapist in under 48 hours. Second, it's incredibly convenient because you don't even have to leave your home. BetterHelp offers video, phone, and live chat sessions. It's honestly always a good time to invest in yourself and invest in your mental health. So Give BetterHelp a try and see for yourself why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp. We have a special offer just for our obsessed listeners. So for 10% off your first month of professional virtual therapy, just go to BetterHelp.com and enter code OBSESSED at checkout. That is BetterHelp.com with code Obsessed at checkout for 10% off your first month of virtual therapy. For more information, just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast. I would love to chat about the pandemic um, because, I mean, wow, group fitness and just like actors and anyone in the creative live performance space just got hit so hard, like total mm-hmm. life changer. Mm-hmm. How did you kind of pivot with your business? And also, how did you stay? How was your emotional and mental well-being? It was definitely challenging. The pandemic was definitely challenging. Emotionally, I think at the beginning, I was riding on a high. Um, I just had a lot of optimism about how things would work out. I thought we're going to get this vaccine within a year and everyone's going to take it and we're all just going to run back to our real life. And the truth was we all woke up at a different time and there was a lot of resistance and a lot of more separation, fragmentation. And I think that we got to see some uglier sides of humanity. So it was challenging like it was for many people. We did launch an online business. We launched a teacher training business. I mean, we kept the lights on, we kept going, but certainly the timing of 305, we were really in hyper growth mode 
at the end of 2019, 2020, meaning we were like stretching and making bets. So opening new studios, that sort of thing. So the timing of all of it was particularly challenging for our business, as well as the geographic locations of where we were, DC, New York, and Boston were not cities that were picked to reopen. Um, so that was just that, you know, it was definitely a big setback for the business overall. But at the end of the day, many silver linings, new business opportunities that we wouldn't have had, uh, so much growth for me as a leader, you know, and, and ultimately a team that is really battle tested, that really, really wants to be here, the people who, who are still here. Right. And you expanded into some virtual classes too, right? So if someone is in, you know, St. Louis, Missouri, how do they take a yes. class? So 305 at home, just go to 305fitness.com. You can try it for free. Amazing. What do you think? I mean, take the pandemic away. So pre-2020, were there any sort of major pitfalls that you would say that you've learned from a lot that you'd like to mention to maybe other younger entrepreneurs? Yes, I've made many mistakes in my career. And I would say one of the biggest ones is probably just caring a little too much what other people thought of me. So I'll leave it at that. That probably resonates for a lot of people. But knowing who I am, being grounded in who I am, feeling like I don't have to prove that I'm warm or generous or any of these things, uh, that has been like a, a lesson that I continue to learn. Oh my gosh, for so many of us, that is going to hit home with literally everyone. I think we're all working on that. And I think every year we all get older, it mm -hmm. gets a little bit easier. Um, so can you take us through, I know your day probably, your days probably change every single week, but could you take us through a day in your life? I know there's probably not an average day, but like what's going on for you right now? Sure. Yeah. Well, we're, we're down to one studio here in New York, which means I get to be really on the ground, really present here. An average day, I would say, is I wake up around six. I make my Cuban coffee. That's like my favorite part of the whole morning. Is Wait, what's coffee. Cuban coffee? It's it's like Italian espresso with a lot of sugar, but it's made oh. in like a little Yeah. Really good. So I have Sounds really morning. good. I look out the window. I just try and breathe. I get on the subway, I come to the studio, I sometimes teach a class in the morning. We just launched a new class format as well called Hot Stretch. So I'm having a ton of fun teaching that. I just think it is like flexibility training is so important and so misunderstood. So like on an average day, I might teach that in the morning and then I will get on my computer like a lot of us do and answer emails and push projects forward and I have a few people on the team, so I'll meet with them about any questions they have. I might meet with an instructor to see how they're doing and see if they have feedback or get their take on, on everything. I might um, be like pitching to a partner or have a, you know, outside kind of meeting where we're trying different ways to grow 305. And then sometimes I'll teach at night and then go home, sort of do the whole thing over again. So it's very much grind and hustle and um, but the day-to-day is, it is here all the time here in New York. I very much am boots on the ground. Um, but at the same time, the personalities and the meetings and everything is always a little different. So it definitely keeps me on my toes. Sure. And do you, after all these years, do you still enjoy teaching? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's so fun. Wouldn't be doing it if I didn't. Okay. Okay. And how often are you teaching these days? Um, almost every day. Really? In yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. I have to get to one of your classes. Mm -hmm. Um, 
What else are you doing besides teaching your 305 classes fitness-wise? Do you do any cross-training? Are you weightlifting? What are you doing on a day when you're not teaching a class and you want to work out? I I really genuinely enjoy all of it. I like going to other fitness studios and taking class. It doesn't really matter the modality. What I like to see are like people who are the real deal in this industry, you know, like I'm going to give um, Marvin Foster a shout out at Soul Cycle. I don't particularly love cycling, but like he's the real deal. You know, I um, was just in Miami and was taking class with this like woman, Betsy, who teaches Zumba. And I was like, she's the real deal. You know, whether it's yoga or whatever it is, just being inspired by these other charismatic leaders that are really there with this, with this genuine just ability to show up. It's so inspiring to me. Um, yes, I do weightlifting. Occasionally I'll do solid core or SLT. I like those mega former classes. I have this like theory that if you're, it's like a totally fake theory. I don't know if it's true, but I have this theory that if you're shorter, those classes are harder. Like that's what I tell myself. Cause I see all these like really tall women and like, why doesn't it look hard for you? It's like, I'm dying over here <laughs> and I'm five feet tall. So those kick my ass. Um, and yeah, every once in a while I might go for a run or something like that. And then for my wellness, I I practice Reiki on myself. I meditate. I, I do a lot of self-care. I love red light therapy. Like you name it, cryo, ice bath, sauna, steam room. Like there isn't a thing I haven't tried. But these days I'm really enjoying red light therapy. That's That's something to check out. It's really, really healing. And I found it gives me a ton of energy and is also really relaxing. I agree. I just got a. Are you a fan? Uh Uh-huh. I have a, mine's from Huga Health and it's like kind of like this big. So I sit in front of it in the morning and meditate in front of it. Oh, that's nice. Is it for your face or the whole body? Yeah. You can put it on, like you can move it down if you want, you know, but it's kind of like the shape of a box. Um, and yeah, it's, it fits in my apartment. I just Mm. adore it. So nice. Yeah, I'm right there. That's awesome. I need to check that out. Yeah, I I like go to this lady. She has like a whole bed. So I just like lay there naked and I'm like, oh, I'm so blissed out. I feel like I'm like laying on the beach. Yes, I've tried that too. And it's like, but I'm always looking for things to help me through a New York City winter Mm. that can like fit inside my apartment. Mm -hmm. So I have my mini red light and I have my infrared sauna Mm -hmm. sleeping bag that rolls up that I can put put under the bed. Wow. It's really, really. Wow. I don't have one of those, but I've heard of that. Yeah. So we've recently learned just how many toxic ingredients are in our nail polish, but I love doing my nails. I'm sure you love doing your nails, which is why we love K Ferrara Color because it's a luxurious nail polish and hand cream line that uses all clean formulas. You know I love that hand cream. I'm obsessed with it. After I've had a long day of sanitizing my hands and working with makeup and doing all that, my hands are so dry and I love the hand cream treatment. It is a lifesaver for dry, cracked hands. K for our color offers gorgeous colors plus base coat, top coat, and quick dry options, which I've used so many times when I've got to get out the door. The other thing I love is K for our color has a children's line, which has been a gift for my nieces many, many times. So if you are a person that just loves to get your nails done at the salon, you can bring it with you. You can bring your K Ferrara color with you to the salon. And if you're a person that likes to get a gel mani, 
you can use K Ferrara color on your pedicure or it really makes an amazing gift for anyone in your life of literally any age who appreciates clean beauty and clean formulas. For 15% off your order, go to kferraracolor.com and use code OBSESSED15 at checkout. That's kferraracolor.com with code OBSESSED, the number 15, at checkout for 15% off your nail polish or hand cream. For more information, just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode. So I've been wanting to join the clean beauty movement and start buying safer products. But as a makeup artist, I have a really high standard for my beauty products, and I just won't buy something that doesn't actually work. I don't know how Beauty Counter does it, but they are a clean beauty brand certified by the Environmental Working Group, and their products truly perform. Currently, I'm loving the Counter Control Instant Matte Toner. It's perfect for sensitive skin. It's alcohol-free, so it's not going to dry you out, and it's mattifying. I love it. Beauty Counter is also female-founded, which you know we love. If you'd like to shop some clean beauty with Obsessed with the Best, go to beautycounter.com obsessed. Now, you don't have to shop Beauty Counter with us, but if you do, we can answer all of your questions about what to buy, and we like to send free beauty goodies as a thank you. So, that's beautycounter.com slash obsessed. Happy shopping, and for more details, scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode. So you mentioned kind of how you started out in the business where you were not being very kind to yourself, some disordered eating, and now looking at who you are today, can you talk about some differences, like how far you've come, like things you used to think about yourself, how you used to treat your body and kind of how you treat your body now and like the work you had to do to get there? Sure. Yeah. Um, 10 years ago, I was spending 80%, maybe more on a daily basis of my thoughts around what I was going to eat, what I could eat, when my next workout was. If I like had to miss a workout, I was just like hysterical, basically. Um, if there was a slice of cake in the fridge, it felt like it was always taking up half of my brain space it was like avoiding the cake or eating the cake. And um, my life was about, yeah, like obsession, you know, around food. Um, and it was exhausting. It was really exhausting. So I didn't ever think that I knew that it was an issue just because I knew what an energy suck it was, but I didn't actually think that I could ever make peace and heal that relationship. One of the things that I did early on was I I read the book and so many people have intuitive eating. Mm -hmm. And the basic idea is you eat when you're hungry, you try and stop when you're full, you allow yourself to eat whatever you want, whenever you want. And I did that. I just like truly let myself go for it unapologetically. And I did that for a long time. And Um, then just through a a series of learning about myself, growing up, you know, of course going to therapy, but really just, I don't know, I think just getting older, you know, learning who I was. I mean, in some ways, maybe my, uh, eating disorder turned into like a workaholism at some point. So I think also sometimes like addictions and mental health maybe they just transform into like something new. Um, And then the pandemic for me was like really shifting for me about work and my relationship to work. Like it was for so many people, but 
yeah, to have built something with all this momentum for 10 years and be so sure that if I put in the work, I was going to get a certain outcome. And then for that not to be the case, I just really look at my life and look at my identity and be like, okay, well, how do I still value myself if everything doesn't work out the way that I thought it would? Um, and like, how much do I want to, you know, I mean, I, I still work my ass off and give it a hundred percent, but I think that the attitude that uh, it comes with now isn't, I need to be successful so that I can feel happy in the world. It's like, I want to give it my all because I feel a sense of responsibility and because I want to have no regrets at the end of the day, you know? So, um, yeah, interesting. Um, the disordered eating stuff is like super, super layered. I, I do think I spent a lot of time looking at it and asking myself about it. And it wasn't just like disordered eating therapy. It was reading books. It was taking workshops of things that are almost completely unrelated to connect the dots. Um, it, yeah, it was doing all kinds of soul searching really. And, and I think also it was just, when I say it was growing up, it was like the recognition that when I was stressed, I didn't like myself. And so I restricted food, you know, or I binged or I did whatever it was. And so the more time that I could just see that was the pattern, the less power I had to give it. Cause it was like, oh, I'm not my eating disorder. I'm not like some like I, I'm not this person that like can't control my impulses, which is what I had always thought of myself as. I'm like someone who undergoes stress, and when they do, like they use this as a coping mechanism. Right. So, I, yeah, I'm more than the food. You know, I'm more than what I look like. I'm just someone who's coping and doing the best that I can. Exactly. Exactly. And you seem to there's this air, this vibe of three or five of just acceptance of everyone, of yourself, walking through the door. And something we talk about on this podcast a lot is. You know, if you and I ate the exact same thing and did the exact same workout, we would still have completely different bodies. And mm -hmm. so this idea that like we are who we are and we can be the best version of us. And I really feel that from your brand and from your classes and from your instructors, which is one of my favorite things about it. Yeah, absolutely. What is it like 98% of the people that go on Biggest Loser gain all the way back and more? So this is like totally a myth that you are, you know, through manipulating through diet and exercise, you're going to change your body. Like your body has a set point. It's always trying to find that weight, you know, yep. you're going to make yourself miserable trying to turn like a lion's body into a giraffe's, like just kind of accept where you are. We're all right. animals and there's a lot of diversity in, in the animal kingdom and we're no different from that. Exactly. So what are you doing for fun? You split time between two of the coolest cities, Miami and New York City. So what are you doing for fun in these cities on your time off? Yeah, well, I uh, live with my husband who's just, you know, a great source of strength for me. I get a lot out of being with kids. I really, really like being with kids and a lot of my friends have kids. So I love going over, playing with them, hanging out with them. Um you know, calling my my sisters, catching up on the phone. I'm a big phone chatter. Just kind of getting my personal life together. That's all. That's all good stuff. Love a good movie. You know, like to bake cookies. Uh, my husband's an amazing cook, so I like to eat his food. And uh, yeah, I like to sleep. And like I said, I do everything under the sun. Uh, right now, red light. That's actually what I'm doing tonight. So we're recording this on a Friday and yeah, 7 p.m. tonight on a Friday. That's going to be my sexy time. Is Naked on the red light bed, nice. falling asleep. I'm, 
I'm so excited for you. I yeah, really me too. Am. I'm me really too. Excited for Truly. You. Mm-hmm. So, what is something in your life or with your business that you're looking forward to, or both? Well, to be honest, I, I hope to be pregnant. You know, in the next few years, I'm 33. I I love kids. Like I said, I've got a great husband. Like that would be an awesome thing. So that that is a goal. Um, yeah, that's something I would love to see. So stay tuned. That's so exciting. I'm excited yeah. at the thought of that for you. That's me great. too. Me too. Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really fun. And hopefully, you know, whenever I do get pregnant, I'll just be dancing through the whole thing. So yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I would love that. So, okay. Before we start wrapping up, we do a little rapid fire question okay. section. So Great. just say whatever, whatever comes to mind first. Best advice you've ever received? Support yourself. The best advice I've ever received is support yourself. You can't expect other people to support you. And, you know, support yourself first and foremost. Be your own best friend. Stand up for yourself. Know, know how to advocate for yourself. Know what's in your best self interest, whether you work for someone or whether you're someone else's boss. I know for many people, it feels like, oh, the boss has all the power. They can make the obvious choices, but it's really, really hard being a boss. And sometimes we we choose to eat last. So that's what I would say is just learning how to support myself. That's been a huge one. That's a great one. What's the best thing you're either reading or watching right now? Oh, I read an incredible book just now. It's called Didn't Nobody Give a Shit About What Happened to Carlotta. And it's by James Hanahan. It's amazing. I really recommend 10 out of 10. Uh, It's a fiction book about someone who gets out of jail and is uh, like rediscovering their life in Brooklyn. Very contemporary, very good. So cool. Okay, I'm writing that down. Is there a beauty product that you just swear by that you're obsessed with? Skincare? Oh my gosh. Curly girl hair. Oh, Elemis, Elemis, Elemis. I have just discovered them. They're... um, uh, just amazing. Their potions and their lotions and their moisturizers. Like, oh, I smell amazing. I feel amazing. I love their skincare products. Love Elemis. Um, who is a woman who is inspiring you right now this week? Mm. A woman who's inspiring right now. I'm going to give a shout out to my niece. She's 16. Her name is Sasha. She is just killing it. She has so much confidence. She's emotionally intuitive. You know, she's in high school. It's a hard time. So I'm just inspired by her, by her just like, man, it's it's hard. Your parents decide everything for you when you're that age. So I'm, I'm shouting Sasha out, my adorable niece. She's the best. Yes. I love that. Good luck to everything, Sasha. I love. It's hard being a teenage girl. Yeah. It really is. That really is. Gosh. Um, okay. And where can we find you and follow you? And where can we find 305, take a virtual class, all of the things? Yes. First and foremost, 305fitness.com. You can check out the New York classes. We have classes in DC and Miami, uh, really all over the country, live classes you can come take. And then our at-home platform you can find on 305fitness.com. I am Sadie Kurzban, and you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, sort of, you name it. Uh, so, and if you go to 305 on Instagram, 305 Fitness, or on TikTok, you'll also see me there. And then finally, I do have a TikTok page. It's really funny and fun. It's called The Cardio Boss. I love that. I'm going to follow you immediately. I cannot wait. Sadie, thank you so thank much you, Alex. for chatting so with much us. Fun. This was so fun. Thank you. I thank had a great you. time with you. Thank you so much. 
Don't forget to follow, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more content, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and give us a follow at Obsessed with the Best Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Hosted on dimlywit.com.